0: Hello guys, today I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite short stories by Ruskin Bond The Thief's Story Voice by Andy Shaw Here we go I was still a thief when I met Romy And though I was only 15 years old I was an experienced and a fairly successful hand Romy was watching a wrestling match when I approached him, he was about twenty-five, and he looked easy-going, kind, and simple enough for my purpose. I was sure I would be able to win the young man's confidence. You look a bit of a wrestler yourself, I said. There is nothing like flattery to break the ice, so do you, he replied, which put me off for a moment for a moment because at that time i was rather thin and bony well i said modestly i do wrestle uh, wrestle a bit what's your name hari singh i lied i took a new name every month which kept me ahead of the police and former employers after these formalities romi confided himself to commenting confined himself to commenting on the wrestlers, who were grunting, gasping and heaving each other about. When he walked away, I followed him casually. Hello again, he said. I gave him my most appealing smile. I want to work for you, I said. But I can't pay you anything, not for some time anyway. I thought... That over for a minute, perhaps I had misjudged my man. Can you feed me? I asked. Can you cook? I can cook. I lied again. If you can cook, then may- maybe I can feed you. He took me to his, r- to his room, over the Delhi switch shop, and told me I could sleep on the balcony. But the meal I cooked that night must have been terrible. Because Romy gave it to a stray dog and told me to be off. But I hung around s- smiling at, in my most appealing way and he couldn't help laughing. Later he said, never mind, he'd teach me to cook. He also taught me to write my name and said he would soon teach me to write whole sentences and to add figures. I was grateful i knew that once i could write like an educated person there were, there would be no limit to what i could achieve it was quite pleasant working for romi i made tea in the morning and then <clears throat> took my time buying the day's supplies usually making a profit of 2 or 3 rupees i think he knew I made a little money this way, but he did not seem to mind. <coughs> Rumi made money by fits and starts. He would borrow one week, lend the next. He kept worrying about his next check, but as soon as, he, as it arrived, it he would go out and celebrate. He wrote for the Delhi and Bombay magazines. A strange way to make a living. One evening he came home with a small bundle of notes, saying he had just sold a book to a publisher. That night I saw him put the money in an envelope and tuck it under the mattress. <coughs> I had been working for Rumi for almost a month and apart from cheating on the shopping, had not done anything big in my real line of work. I had every opportunity of doing so. For doing so. I could come and go as I please and Romy was the most trusting person I had ever met. That was why it was difficult to rob him. It was easy for me to rob a greedy man but robbing a nice man could be a problem, and if, and if he did, does not no, notice he is being robbed, then all the spice goes out of the undertaking. Well, it is time I got down to some real work, I told myself. If I don't take the money, he will only waste it on his so-called friends. After all, he doesn't, he doesn't even, even give me a salary. Romy was sleeping peacefully a beam of moonlight reached over the balcony and fell on his bed i sat on the floor considering the situation if i took the money i could catch the 1030 express to lucknow slipping slipping out of my blanket i crept over to the bed my hands my hand slid under the mattress Searching for the notes, when I found the packet, I drew it out without a sound. Romy sighed sighed in his sleep and turned on his side. Startled, I moved quickly out of the room. Once on the road, I began to run. I had the money stuffed into a vest pocket under my shirt. When I had gotten some distance from Romy's place, I slowed to a walk. And taking the envelope from my pocket, counted the money 700 rupees in 50s. I could live like a prince for a week for a week or two. When, when I reached the station, I did not stop at the ticket office. I had never bought a ticket in my life, but dashed straight onto the platform. The Lucknow Express was just about moving out. The train had still to pick up speed and I should have been able to jump on into one of its compartments. But I hesitated. For some reason, I can't explain and I lost the chance to get away. When the train had gone, I found myself standing alone alone, on the deserted platform. I had no idea where to spend the night. I had no friends. Believing that friends were more trouble than help, and I did not want to arouse curiosity by staying at one of the small hotels nearby. The only person I knew really well was the man I had robbed. Leaving the station, I walked slowly through the bazaar. In my short career, I had made a study of people's faces after they had discovered the loss of their valuables the greed showed panic the rich the, the rich the, the greedy showed panic the rich the rich showed anger the poor resignation but i knew that romy's face when he discovered the theft would show only a touch of sadness not for the loss of money but for the loss of trust the night was chilly November nights can be cold in northern India and a shower of rain added to my discomfort. I sat down in the shelter of the clock tower. A few beggars and vagrants lay beside me, rolled up tight in their blankets. The clock showed midnight. I felt for the notes. They were soaked through. Romy's money. In the money, in the morning you would probably have given me 5 rupees to go to the movies but now i had it all no more cooking meals meals running to the bazaar or learning to write sentences sentences i had forgotten about them in the excitement of the theft writing complete sentences i knew could one day bring bring me more than a few hundred rupees it was a simple matter to steal. But to be a really big man, a clever and respected man, or something else, I should go back to Romy, I told myself, if only to learn to read and write. I hurried back to the room, feeling very nervous, for it is much easier to steal something than to return it undetected. I opened the door quietly then stood in the doorway in clouded moonlight. Rumi was still asleep. I crept to the head of the bed and my hand had come up with the packet of notes. I felt his breath on my hand. I remained still for a few moments. Then my fingers found the edge of the mattress and I slipped the money beneath it. I awoke. Late the next morning to find that Romy had already made the tea, he stretched out a hand to me. There was a 50 rupees note between his fingers. My heart sank. I made some money yesterday, he said. Now I will be able to pay you regularly. My spirits rose. But when I took the note, I noticed it was still wet from the night's rain so he knew what I had done but neither his lips nor his eyes revealed anything. Today we will start writing sentences he said. I smiled at Romy in my most appealing way and the smile came by itself without any effort. Thank you for listening to the story. Thank you very much. This is one of my favorite stories. It's amazing the way it is written.